Love Supreme Festival is here from the 5th to the 7th of July. The festival spirit is hitting the East Sussex countryside. International talent from around the world and the spirit of the UK's fire, Jasmine, will be taking over. On this special episode of Supreme Standards, we've picked out some of our favourite moments from our podcasts over the last nine months, featuring artists who you'll see at this weekend's festival. You're also going to find out about what's new for the seventh edition, and we're going to hear some special messages, especially for you guys. Consider this a little Love Supreme preview. Hey you guys, it's Tang from Tank and the Bangers. We cannot wait to see you at Love Supreme Fest. We will be bringing the green balloon experience to you, performing our favorite songs like Nice Things and Smoke, Netflix, Chill. And we can't wait to see Lauren Hill. Who are you excited to see? Us, I hope. Can't wait to see you. So who better to talk to you about this year's festival than this guy? My name is Ciro Romano. I'm the founder and festival director of Love Supreme Jazz Festival. In his West London office, I asked Ciro a few questions, starting off with which artists he's had an eye on that he finally managed to tick off the Love Supreme bucket list. And I asked him to pick out some of his favourite emerging artists that he's excited to welcome too. Well, two artists that we've been trying to book for many, many years are Lauren Hill and Chick Corea. So I'm really happy and proud to, to be welcoming both of them this year. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing an uh, emerging R&B artist called Mahalia, Sampa the Great from Australia, amazing uh, rapper, Steam Down, and a wonderful American pianist called Christian Sands and his trio. As well as getting some pics from the man behind the festival, I also asked Ciro to tell us about what's new at Glind for 2019. Well, we've beefed up Bands and Voices, which is the cabaret, spoken word and dance stage. Uh, That's really, it's got a bigger area and uh, a wider selection of performers, including uh, Linton Quasi Johnson, which is quite exciting. Also, we've expanded the Blue and Green Bar, which now won't just have DJs after the headliners, but we utilising it during the day and we'll have DJs during the day as well. There's a lot of artists making their first appearance at Love Supreme this year. In our first ever episode, we spoke to one of those artists that Ciro mentioned, Sampa the Great. She's just dropped a new single called Final Form, which samples the amazing Stay Away From Me by The Silvers. And it's accompanied by a really visual, empowering video as well. Before that dropped, she also revealed Energy featuring Nadim Din Gabisi, a vocalist of Steam Down, who also make their debut at this year's festival. Here's Sampa talking about the first time she saw the collective perform in Deptford, South East London. I heard about them from Alex Rita, who is actually um, singing BVs for us for our first tour run. And she was like, you should come to Steam Down. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, we'll see like how the schedules, you know. And it's uh, every Wednesday night. Uh-huh. And we went there for the first night, and I was like, this is <laughs> insane. Um, Silent J, who's working with me, jumped on stage, started playing his saxophone. They were like, yeah, we're doing everything freestyle. You should come up. And I went up there and did a little ting-ting. I was just like, this is so beautiful, like a community of people coming together, sharing the music, you know. Nothing is quite rehearsed because everything's improv, so you can come from the crowd and do what you do. And it's just like, that's what Music Connection is about. And from there, it was like, yo, we definitely need to, you know, do some record or like, you know, play together or something. And they were like, we have our performance for Worldwide coming up if you want to jump on stage. And I was like, yeah. 
Another act coming over from Australia is 3070, fronted by vocalist Alicia Joy. She has a spiritual track on the new Brownswood compilation, Sunnyside Up, which promises to be the Melbourne answer to UK jazz time capsule record, We Out Here. She's also released music as a soloist too, on Manchester label Gondwana. And back in November, we asked her about how she met the members of her band. Nice. And then how did you meet the 3070 guys? Um, I met Ziggy first um, at a jam and I got up and sung with him. Um, he was like playing standards at a at a cafe bar sort of thing. And um, yeah, I got up and sung a tune, um, a couple of tunes and, and then he asked me to come over for a jam and they'd already started 3070 as an instrumental group. And I already knew about the band and was sort of like definitely wanting to be a part of it but mm-hmm. um they were the first band that I was really involved in so I and that just went was, pretty well Man. yeah that's crazy I was really lucky to that sort of I guess by like going to a lot of their gigs and showing up at jam sessions and and things like this and having a real interest in hip-hop and jazz it's just like it was like the perfect match Alicia is an artist who has a really distinct, recognisable voice. It's so husky and warm and bassy. I asked her about how she discovered it for herself. Yeah, I've been singing for my whole life. Like, my mum always talks about me having a husky voice, like when I was even, you know, like under 10. Like, (laughs) just being, you know, kind of this strange child that was singing Ella Fitzgerald at the age of... (laughs) Like I first performed an Ella tune when I was like 12 with oh. like this husky voice. Um, you rarely hear like such a richness in a young voice. It must, yeah. How aware were you that your voice was a little bit different to your friends? Well, I guess I was told a lot from uh-huh. like a really young age. So that definitely helped me engage with wanting to be a musician because I was told from such a young age that I had this really different voice, you mm. know. And um, I I grew up in a family that went to church every Sunday. My granddad was a minister and my dad sings opera. My mum sings in church. So does my sister. Um, so we music was like a really big part of our upbringing and particularly like classical music and jazz. Like I listened to a lot of Mingus, you know, like at a really young age and Thelonious and Ella, Charlie Parker, you know, so um, I was really lucky in that way to be exposed to that music at such a young age. And I, I, I think, yeah, I was just like always wanted to sing jazz mostly. Like I never thought I would be writing original music. Like that was never really the, the goal for me. Do you remember I, the first song you wrote? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, oh, wow. How does it make you feel? Do you kind of like... Kind of a bit like cringe. Okay, so you're, you're yeah. seeing your journey and be like, oh, man, that's where I started. But, you know, you clearly feel like you've developed a lot since that first song. So it wasn't like yeah. a, a natural songwriting urge. Was it more kind of... Well, I, I was always into writing poetry. Okay. Well, not always, but from like, yeah, as soon as I was a teen and exploring emotions and and... Definitely, like, romance is, like, such a, 
a cause for writing, mm. especially at a younger age. So we've all got those journals somewhere deep, yeah, deep totally. under our beds. It's just whether we decide to hone them and share them, I <laughs> totally. guess, and actually like make a glorious articulate effort. Yeah, with it, which is what's the difference between you and I. Completely. Thirty-seven yeah. <laughs> T play in the arena from one fifteen on Saturday. Very soon, we're announcing the next Supreme Standards event. It's going to be in London on the 20th of July. So it's going to help you with that post-Love Supreme come down. We're teaming up with the amazing Musica Macondo, and you're going to find out more very, very soon. So keep your eyes peeled on supremestandards.com. Hello, we are Fie and we are looking forward to play at Love Supreme Festival. Such an epic festival and such an epic record. It's our first time there and we're playing the same day as Chick Corea and Tank and the Bangas. So if you're planning to check out Fie sometime, come to this show and get Chick Corea and Tank and the Bangas for free. We were once told that we were a jazz pop banana split. If you want to know what that sounds and looks like, you should come to our show. We don't know if there's going to be rain or sun or celebrities or free drinks, but there will be some crazy solos, Gucci rhythms and on fleek dance moves. Something a little bit new for Love Supreme Festival this year is the number of DJs. Supreme Standards are taking over the blue and green bar with two of our favourite DJs on Saturday night. BBC One Extra's Tash LC and the man with the dulcet Glaswegian tones, Auntie Flo. They'll be taking you through from 11pm till 2am on Saturday night. And in the same spot on Friday, Brighton's venue Patterns take over with guests including Egglow Records, Alexander Nutt and Shy One. Whilst on Sunday, True Thoughts boss Robert Louis takes over to celebrate the label's 20th birthday. We have a whole episode dedicated to the main stage festival headliner, Ms. Lauren Hill. And you can check that out on whatever platform you like. On Saturday night, however, headlining the big top are American all-star band Snarky Puppy. I picked out a little chunk of our conversation, which is available to listen to in full on our previous episode. And we talked about his fear of releasing Immigrants, an album that represented a slightly new direction for the band. Um, So let's talk about uh, Immigrants. I wanted to talk to you about something that you shared with us on Supreme Standards, which was a really interesting quote that kind of stuck in my head it was just that you were you mentioned in a Q&A that you were terrified for people to hear the album um can you kind of tell us um any like any fears that you had about people hearing hearing this new direction that you took on the album and if those are quelled once it sort of came out uh yeah I mean I think when you make a record you have no idea whether it's um whether it's good or whether it sucks, I mean, to be blunt, it's just like you have, you'd have no perspective because you're just, you've heard it a bunch. You've, you're not just listening to the sound, which is the way that 99.9% of the world will experience the record is just purely hearing the sound of the record. You know the moods that the guys were in when they made it. You know what the room looked like. You know, you remember what time of year it was. All these things kind of color your, your perspective on, on what it is that the record is. And, um, you know, at certain moments I was like, is this too different from what we've been doing? And then at other moments I was like, is this too much the same? Did we not do anything unique here? Um, 
but I think in the end, what, what's what's most important is just that um, when you take some time away from it as an artist that was a part of creating it, that when you like put it on later, you feel good, and then it's cool. You know, I mean, now I can I I, I mean I don't listen to it because we're playing the tunes every night, but when it comes on in a radio station that I'm doing an interview at or something, I'm like, oh, sounds cool. You know, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it's, so it's not like I'm, but I really sent an email to a bunch of my friends like, is this okay? Does this suck? Like, I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, you know? I mean, it's right. just one of those, it's one of those things where you just have no, you have no idea. It's like, do you think you're attractive? You know, you're like, what? I mean, what? I don't. I don't know if I'm a trap. You know what I mean? Sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, I look good. And sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, I'm hideous. Perception is a very strange thing. But it's like, like you were saying with emailing everyone, it's so good to have those people around you whose musical opinion you completely trust and feel safe in getting that sort of uh, critique from or just support from. Like, there's probably just a few select people, right, where you, you can totally take what they're saying at face value when it comes to something as personal as your music. Yes, but but I mean I think a lot of people are also they're afraid to offend your um, your sensitivities. I mean maybe those people exist. <laughs> I try I try to be that person with artists that I'm producing. You know if I try to I try to you know but then sometimes it's gotten me really into trouble with them because they get offended. You know and I'm like well it's, I mean it's my job not to tell you the truth because I don't know the truth. It's my job to tell you what I think. Yeah, to share your perception and to be an honest mirror to kind of right. what you're hearing. Yeah. Right. Um, and I guess like I kind of have that experience when uh, a friend of mine tells me something that's difficult to hear or that I don't want to hear kind of out of the blue. Then you're like, aha, like you're a true friend. You're not saying stuff that's agreeable to, you know, be liked or for us to have a tension free conversation. Um, so I guess, that, you know, when you can do that with your music, it's it's a real um, beautiful thing. Before we finished off our chat, I wanted to ask Michael Lee what we could expect from his set at Love Supreme this year. Yeah, I mean, as far as um, what people at Love Supreme will see, I think that it'll really just be um, a lot of new music and a lot of that new music sounding very different from the record because we've been touring it for a while now and it's already starting to grow and change. And also we'll throw in, you know, tunes from our previous 12 records <laughs> um we try to try to really always provide a mix of music each gig and and we try to never play the same set twice or play a song the same way twice so um i think it'll be a lot of fun it's been a long time since we've been at love supreme and um we've always enjoyed ourselves there we're really looking forward to it if you want to check out the full interview you'll also hear michael lee chatting about his first solo album that he's in the middle of writing If you want to know everything that's available for your fun at the festival this year, I cannot recommend the Love Supreme Festival app enough. You can highlight the stuff you want to see, you can build your own itinerary, you've got a map of the site and you'll get updates on anything that you want to know. So that means you have access to the lineups and the timings across all the stages. The Blue and Green Bar, Jazz in the Round, Bands and Voices Stage, the Jazz Lounge, the Bandstand, the Arena, the Big Top, and the main stage. I also want to shout out to what's happening in the Jazz Lounge on Sunday. 
At 5.30, I'm going to be sitting down with drummer Micaiah McRaven to chat all things Chicago and his most recent album, the hugely celebrated Universal Beings. Have an amazing festival, and if you're missing it, do not fear. We're going to have a bunch of highlights for you in the next episode. You can also catch exclusive interviews and features on various artists playing the festival on supremestandards.com. From Linton, Quezzy Johnson, right through to Theon Cross. Have a great festival. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do leave us a little comment or subscribe or anything that you like just to get the word out. We really do appreciate it. Big thanks to Intel and we'll see you on the next episode.